everybody. Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So it's an exciting time around Major League Baseball because we are bearing down on the trade deadline. We have some interesting divisional races. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Trade deadline and divisional races. Let's start with divisional races. The Baltimore Orioles now stand alone atop the AL East. Who would have seen this coming? Who could have predicted this? Before the season started that in late July, we would be talking about the Orioles in first place in the AL East. And the AL East has been strong this year. It's been baseball's strongest division. And it's Baltimore back on top. I think it's safe to say the rebuild is complete. I'm not saying this prematurely, but they're obviously not a rebuilding team anymore. They're a contender. And it's time to take the Orioles seriously. If if you look at their standings right now, I mean... This is something that hasn't occurred this late into a season since 2016. When I'm, I'm, I'm referring to the Orioles being alone on top of the East. And the same Tampa Bay Rays that got off to the historic 13-0 start and stormed out of the gate with 30 wins in their first 39 games. That same Tampa Bay team has fallen out of first for the first time all season. And they have a head-to-head matchup right now between themselves and Baltimore, a four-game series, and Baltimore just kept its momentum going. A day after moving into the first place place tie, they took a 4-3 victory over Tampa Bay in the opener of the four-game set. So right now, they are in sole possession of first place. And that's huge. Hasn't been seen in seven years. New territory for these O's. Many of the youngsters who fill this roster have never played in a game in which the outcome would determine an MLB division leader in late July. Most of these guys have just been part of a bottom-feeding team because, like I said, it's been seven years. Most of these guys, seven years ago, were playing in college or high school. So, or college for, for most of them. Um, well, I guess some of them some of them high school as well. <laughs> but, yeah, it felt like a playoff game. This is what Colton Kowser said. He's the club's number two prospect. He's 23 years old. So seven years ago, he would have been in high school. But he said, you know, I've never played playoff baseball, but it was definitely one of those games where it felt like it could have gone either way. So this was a comeback victory for the O's. Their MLB high 35th of the season. The game went back and forth. The O's did tag Tyler Glass now for three runs to take a 3-1 lead in the fourth. And... Yandy Diaz tied the game with a two-run double in the seventh, made it look really close, but the O's used small ball to take a 4-3 lead. Kyle Gibson ended up having eight strikeouts. Felix Bautista got the win. The Orioles have won 10 of the last 12 games, while the Rays have lost 12 of their last 15. Two teams going in completely opposite directions. So keep an eye on those Baltimore Orioles. Don't sleep on them. So moving on to other news. Shohei Otani is the talk of town. He's talk of baseball right now for many reasons. Trade deadline. I tweeted the other day a few ideas of trades. I think the Orioles was a team that I mentioned. I mentioned the Orioles and the Rangers as teams that should trade for Otani. I said the Angels should trade him. I don't think they will because it might be a bit too cowardly, but I think they should. And they should because he's gone anyway, and you're going to get a haul for him. But if you look at a team like the Orioles, for example, they have a very deep farm. And they're contending now, so now's the perfect time to put all their chips on the table and get a guy that could 
give them that extra juice in September. They have enough prospects to handle this. They don't have to. But then again, it might just be an overreaction if they do cash in on those prospects right now because they figure maybe mm, we're not as good as we think we are. Or, or we're hot right now, but we may not be World Series hot. So it might not be worth giving some of those guys away. The Rangers, I definitely think, have that extra juice for October and World Series medal. I think they definitely could do it. They could send a guy like Kumar Rocker over there to Anaheim. But the Angels, the ball's in the Angels' court. Teams are going to call and ask. So we'll see what they do. But, uh... Yeah, Otani's been in the news for that, and also because he's hitting a lot of home runs. This dude's the best hitter in baseball right now. He leads Major League in OPS, leads in triples, home runs. I mean, just slugging machine. And he's going to win another another MVP. It would be his second MVP in three years. He should have won last year. He really should have, and I'm going to say that forever. But now there's a chance he might even break Aaron Judge's home run record. So Aaron Judge set the home run record for most home runs in American League history in the season last year. And now Otani's on pace to match that, maybe even surpass that. It would be kind of funny if Judge only got to enjoy his record standing for one year. I mean, that that it is what it is because Roger Maris did it, had his for, you know, 60 years or whatever it was. And then Judge comes and then Otani just passes him the following year. It's kind of funny how that goes. You know, in sports, it's like the the four-minute mile. No one had ever run a four-minute mile for years and years and years. And as soon as somebody did it, one guy ran a four-minute mile. There were, there were like a bunch of other guys, like 10 more guys who did it. It's funny how that goes. Something about about the, the human condition. I guess we can figure out that things are possible and then we optimize to get a way to do it. Like throwing 100 miles an hour. It used to be a huge deal when... Someone threw 100 miles an hour. Now we see 100 every game. You see it every single game in the major league. Someone is touching 100 miles an hour coming out of the bullpen, or it's it's remarkable. Maybe not every game, but you guys get the point. We see it all the time. So, uh, Jared Kelnick fractured his foot after kicking a cooler. So, Seattle had a 6-3 loss to Minnesota on Wednesday. And he kicked the Gatorade cooler in the home dugout after a nine-pitch strikeout in the ninth inning. Now he's fractured his foot. Not good. Obviously not good. Um, I mean, frustration is normal, but you got to be careful. Now you take yourself out for who knows how long. I mean, it's not the first time we've seen something like this happen. Last year, Devin Williams punched something and he fractured his hand. He was out for the playoffs for the Brewers. Players have hurt themselves when reacting out of frustration and in turn end up hurting the team that needs them. But Kelnick got off to a hot start this season. You know, his first 25 games had a 10-19 OPS and he's cooled off. He's cooled off significantly. 665 OPS in the 65 games since then. And he's seen his strikeout rate climb to 32.6% for the season. That's the third highest in Major League Baseball. Dude is striking out a lot. A third of his at-bats. It's way too high. So, yeah, it's uh, it's not what the Mariners need right now. Um, offense has been lacking for them. And, yeah, 
Kelnick's gonna have to deal with that. Mariners gonna have to deal with that. But it's it's a it's a bad break for everyone. No pun intended. So in other news, just kind of looking around the league, seeing what's going on, I saw the Braves beat the D-backs seven five on Thursday. Austin Riley and Matt Olson hit back to back home runs. The Braves are first in the NL East. We're nearing the hundred game mark, by the way. So uh, some teams have played an even one hundred games, like the Rays. You know, Braves. Right? You know, what are they right now? Ninety. Wait a minute. Yeah, Braves are at ninety five. They've played few, much fewer games than some people. The D-backs are at ninety seven. But we're right around that hundred game mark, which means we've got you know a little over two months remaining in the regular season. But the numbers are what they are at this point. The standings really matter. I talked about this the other day, but they really matter. But we talk about numbers. Matt Olson hit two home runs in this game, and he's quietly just been up there at the home run leaderboards. He's just been steady, steady, steady. That gives him 32 on the season. 32 bombs in late July with two more months. I mean, this dude has a chance for 50. He really has a good chance for 50 bombs. So keep an eye on Matt Olson, but he's been phenomenal for... Atlanta from the power department and just everything else. And he's always been a good defender, but the 944 OPS speaks for itself. Spencer Strider was on the mound. He's been a strikeout machine this year. He did give up four earned runs in six innings, but that 378 ERA is, is pristine. It was a bit of an inflated, uh, you know, run total yesterday, but 13 strikeouts is the name of the game. When you're talking to Spencer Strider, he's a strikeout machine. Zach Gallon was on the other side. So obviously a good pitching matchup here between two all stars. Gallon went seven innings, three earned runs, five punch outs. Speaking of pitching, we're going to go to Cincinnati where Andrew Abbott was on the mound. I'm going to check back in with him. He continues to amaze. He threw an eight inning gem against the Giants. Reds rookie left hander just has been awesome this year. Eight innings, no earned runs, one hit, six strikeouts for the Reds rookie left hander. And Kept his team in the game. The only run he gave up was... Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't even him. It wasn't even him. Wilmer, Wilmer Flores ended up hitting a solo home run in the top of the ninth. But other than that, gave his team every chance to win, and, and they did so. Um, timely hitting. Homer from Luke Maley. Uh, two for three, two doubles from Will Benson. Ellie De La Cruz ended up be- beating his record for arm strength. He made a 99.8 mile an hour throw across the diamond. So just the other day, he threw 97 miles an hour. Uh, but yeah, ends up, but this is not, this one was not on a ground ball put out. This was on a relay from the outfield. He relays it and throws home. So he throws a bullet home, 100 miles an hour, 99.8 miles an hour, technically. But Elliot La Cruz is the, uh, the tool shed. He's got a, he's got a shed of tools, a lot of tools, every tool you can think of, speed, power, you know, everything raw tools so cincinnati is still second in nl central they've had a rough couple weeks but second in the central gives them plenty of breathing room and space to work their way back into this thing so that's going to be it for today so this doesn't drag on for too long i just want to talk about those few we didn't have a full slate of games on thursday but um friday is another day where we do have a full slate of games, so your team will play on Friday if they didn't play on Thursday. So that's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.